Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24:15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing with our series titled, Go. Yes, the word G-O, go, in Mark chapter 16, verse 15. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Yes, G-O are the first two letters of the word gospel. But what is the gospel? Romans chapter 1, verse 16 says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Well, that helps. It has something to do with Christ. It's called the gospel of Christ, the gospel of God, the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of peace, and the gospel of your salvation. The original Greek word for gospel is euaglion, and it means the good news, the good message the glad tidings of salvation through Christ. It's a message. It's a message of salvation through Christ. It's a narrative, words telling of the power of God to salvation. It's a spoken or written message that can be heard or read. Within this message is the power of salvation by grace through faith. Within these spoken and heard or written and read words is a transference of faith. If the hearer or reader receives and acts on that faith, the miracle of salvation takes place. The Bible says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. That's in Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You see, there are two things that are required. First, the written or spoken word of God and second, a seen or heard word of God through the eyes or the ears. Well, where is the power? It's in the word, either written and read or spoken and heard. Because of this, Paul asked some very interesting questions. In Romans chapter 10, verse 14 through 15, it says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Well, what is the gospel message? It's the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Christ. Again, it can be summed up in one scripture. Luke chapter 19, verse 10. 
For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. We could try to complicate things, but that's the essence of the gospel. That being the case, it's evident in the word go, he wants our assistance. So, what's my motivation? I was lost, but now I'm found. Many would like to analyze and dissect what salvation is, but in truth, it's simply called faith. Yes, we can get deep theologically, but when all is said and done, it is salvation by grace through faith that works by love. And I'm not ashamed of it. Just like Paul said in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. It's important to note that this gospel is the same for all, for the Jews and the Greek and the Gentiles, for the Muslims, for the Buddhists, and for everyone. And that's who it's for. It's for everyone everywhere. There are some who would say that we all pray to the same God, but this is not true. How do I know? Because it's the gospel of Christ, not the gospel of whoever you want. Jesus was God manifest in the flesh. He's the only Savior sent by God. You must be born again, or you will not see the kingdom of God. And in John chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus answered to Nicodemus and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Yes, it's the gospel of Christ and no other, no other. And that's because there's no other name under heaven. And it says that in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. It does not matter what you or I think. It does not matter whether we think God is right or wrong. It does not change anything whether we understand these truths or not. We either accept God's boundaries or we will not receive what he has for us. He is God. We are not. And I'm thankful for that. How about you? This is why we need to go into all the world. Again, reading Mark chapter 16, verse 15. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And I like what it says in Matthew chapter 24, verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Wow, the gospel is an end time event. Why? Because God desires all men and all women to be saved. And God preached the gospel to Abraham. It says that in Galatians chapter 3, verses 8 through 9. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. And then it was prophesied in the Old Testament, in Isaiah chapter 52, verse 7, it says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who, pro who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, Your God reigns. Even Jesus preached the gospel. In Luke chapter 4, verse 18, 
Jesus quoted Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 through 3. He said, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And it's true, I am certainly not ashamed. In a book called Vine's Complete Expository Dictionary of Old and New Testament Words, it defines this word ashamed as to have a feeling or fear or shame which prevents a person from doing a thing. The possibility of being ashamed before the Lord Jesus at his judgment seat in his perusia with his saints. 1 John chapter 2, verse 28 says, And now, little children, abide in him, that when he appears we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. And then Luke chapter 9, verse 26 For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory and in his Father's and of the holy angels. And Psalm 119, verse 46, I will speak of your testimonies also before kings and will not be ashamed. You see, it's the power of God to salvation. We shouldn't be ashamed of it. This word power is defined as dunamis, might, mighty works, miracle, ability. It is the power, the might, the strength, the miracle, and the ability of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. So yes, it's the power of God to salvation, but it's also the wisdom of God. And it says that in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. And Second Peter chapter 3 verse 9 says, It is not his will that any man perish. So let's not be ashamed and believe Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, which says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So we can obey Luke chapter 10, verse 2. Then he said to them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And I love John chapter 4, verse 35. Do you not say there are still four months, and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for the harvest. The last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, Chapter 14, verse 15, talks about the harvest. It says, And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud, Thrust in your sickle and reap, for the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. And that's because now is the day of salvation, which it says in Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, In an acceptable time I have heard you, And in the day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. So our fear should be a fear of God and not a fear of man. Proverbs 29, 25, 
The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be saved. Boy, that's a word for us, isn't it? Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And as I said at the beginning of this series, how thankful are we? Are we thankful enough to tell someone else? Did he not also come to save them? Has he not also paid the price for them too? Should we be selfish with this good news? Are we too shy, timid, tired, embarrassed, or in fear of being rejected? What holds us back from sharing the gospel with those we meet? Do we not care that they might spend eternity in hell for their sins? Are we not concerned? Do we believe the return of Jesus is many, many, many years away? And if not, and we believe he's coming soon, why are we not being bold in sharing our faith with those we meet? Well, these are all very important questions, and I think the answer is we really are not shy. We're bold, and we're ready, and we're equipped, and we're empowered by God to share our faith. Yes, we love to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Our time is up, so tune in tomorrow, same time, same channel, and we'll continue in our series called Go! I Call You Blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.